Sometimes it feels like if we don't get all of this right, if we don't sort of thread the needle of all of the latest social media trends, we're going to fade into nothing. If you're an artist, if you're an aspiring artist, if you're a professional artist, if you're maybe just even a hobby artist, do you need a website, a personal art website? Do you need one now? And are we likely to need them in the future. It could be said, you know, look, that a lot of current social media platforms give us a lot of visibility. There's virality there. It's a lot easier if you kind of do the right things to get a lot of visibility as an artist. And that's good. And they're also trendy. They're much more popular. They're kind of sexy to a certain degree. These platforms often offer us like a really good sort of structure with which to play with the idea of art, of creating things that people are going to see and respond to. And again, there's a huge variety of reasons why I think that people navigate to those platforms and kind of really just don't even have personal websites anymore. And I think that's all valid. There's certainly a balance here, but what I want to do in this episode is really unpack how I think all of these things work together um, as an artist to create a good sort of general online presence. Anyway, this should be a fun discussion, so I hope you'll join me. Let's jump in and get started. Welcome to the Visual Scholar Podcast. My name is Tim McBurney. I've been a professional artist for over 20 years. And on this show, we're all about demystifying the worlds of art, creativity, and productivity so that you can get better faster and enjoy your artistic journey. So I think it's probably worthwhile me just explaining before we move on with this idea and sort of delve into this topic in a little bit more depth. If I can just share with you a little bit of my journey and, and sort of where I'm coming from as it relates to self-promotion and, you know, why I do the things that I do. For me personally, I found that although social media is interesting um, and by social media, I really would sort of class that as like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, etc. But that form of social media where you have the ability to go viral, you have the ability to, you know, reach a lot of people, but you kind of also have to put a lot of effort into building your profile, posting regularly, and feeding the algorithm. I found that in general, that stuff has not helped me that much from an artistic career point of view. I found that the thing that works best for me has been ArtStation. That's really where I found the most response, the most, um, you know, sort of job opportunities and, and all of that kind of stuff. That plus my website. And that's how I sort of track these things. Uh, you know, I, I have rarely seen much traction come from those social media platforms as I build my profile there. And from talking to other artists, uh, you know, that's kind of the feeling that I get. This is totally going to change depending on what type of art you're making and what type of audience you're trying to reach with your promotion. So if you're trying to sell prints, um, I think, you know, maybe social media might be a really, really good thing to do. For me, the thing you have to consider is that most art directors and people who are probably going to hire me for jobs are either you know, they're in my generation or older, let's say, and they're used to looking at websites uh, and everyone kind of just hangs on out on ArtStation. So I found that ArtStation and the website that came before ArtStation, which was CG Hub, 
they converted the best for me, essentially. And when I put a lot of effort into those platforms, I saw a good sort of response in terms of people giving me job opportunities. Uh, so again, that's just like a, a bit of a, a quick overview on, on my kind of experience with these things and what I actually do and why I do that. You know, I've had a fair experience building websites, which may as well color some of the advice I'm going to give, um, because, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time building my personal website back in the early two thousands. I ran a sort of group daily sketch blog and I had to set that up. Um, you know, installing software on servers, etc. After that, you know, I kind of moved to Squarespace because it was a lot easier. I probably should have a Squarespace ad or something like that in here, but I just can't be bothered with that stuff. Played around with the, the modern sort of versions of WordPress um, where you have a lot of similar easy drag and drop sort of website builders. So, you know, it's important to note that stuff's getting a lot easier. It's a lot easier to use, but certainly that may color um, some of the things I'm going to say, but hopefully also, you know, if you're not quite sure about some of these things, um, you know, my experience there can maybe help you as well. So there's fundamentally a lot of complexity involved with setting up and maintaining your website. So this might be relevant if you have been running a website for 10 years and you're kind of sitting there thinking like, do I even need this thing anymore? Is anyone watching this? You know, most of the messages I get are from, you know, social media or art station or whatever. I think that there's a, you know, there's obviously a time cost, a money cost with maintaining a website, updating it. You have to learn new systems every now and then. There's a lot of negatives to this, right? But I think it's also really important to understand, you know, what I sort of considered like the Instagram dilemma, right? Which is just how you can kind of see how these platforms have evolved. Now, I think it's easy to see as well how sites like ArtStation have evolved and are evolving and some of the traps and dangers that I you know, see a pretty sort of obvious coming down there. It's worth mentioning that the website that kind of everyone was using before ArtStation was called CG Hub. And that's where we, you know, a lot of us put a lot of effort into that website, putting up our profile, posting regularly, really trying to get more followers, etc. you know, playing the game. And I think those things are always fun. I, I much more enjoy a social media platform that's just for artists. It seems like it, the algorithm is better supported to, you know, sort of show you good things versus, um, Again, you know, being on a social media platform and having to see other things. But the real challenge is that CG Hub died. It just died overnight. It went away completely because I think the company that owned it just kind of decided, like, we're cutting costs. This thing is not worth it. It's not making enough money. So they just cut it. They completely just leveled it and it was just closed and gone overnight. And a lot of other websites tried to, you know, struggle to figure out how they would fill the void. ArtStation was the one that won, essentially. But you can see the same pattern repeating. And I think this is important to understand is that all of these social media platforms evolve and then they de-evolve. They die, essentially. They have a half-life. They have a life cycle. Before ArtStation, there was CG Hub. Before that, DeviantArt was a big place that people went. Before DeviantArt, there were other galleries. Before those, there were ones before that. Before Facebook, there was MySpace. And whenever you're sort of in the current thing, especially maybe if you're a little bit younger, it seems inconceivable that this platform is going to die, right? But I think they all do. And even if they don't, what happens is they change to the point where like Instagram, 
has recently changed a lot of its algorithms to try and keep up with TikTok, for you, they die. And the effort you put into it is kind of depreciated. And it's really just critical to understand here that fundamentally from a business or strategic point of view, when you're posting on these platforms, you're building their platform. When you're posting on Instagram, you're essentially building the, you know, the value of that product in the marketplace. And, you know, it's very simple that that's happening. And the people who are using you to build the platform and create interest so that people are going to look at it, like as a creator, who's someone who's creating content for these platforms, it really does seem that in most cases, the sort of current paradigm of web development in Silicon Valley is that they don't really care about the users and the people who have committed time and energy to kind of promoting themselves and creating content on those platforms. They only care about the bottom line and they will change the algorithm at any moment's notice. And that completely can derail all the effort you've put into it. So even if the platform doesn't die, the platform might have to pivot so that it tries desperately to not die. Um, which I think is the case for Instagram. And, you know, we, you know, the future is unwritten. We'll see how that turns out. But fundamentally, it will change and it'll change underneath you. And a lot of the effort that you put into building things on any of these platforms is very, very likely to go away in the future. So it's something you just have to consider as like a major aspect here. It often seems like, oh, building a website or doing your own thing, or you've got to pay. Uh, you know, you've got to figure out how some of this technical stuff works. But again, what I've experienced over the years is that, yes, that's true. But figuring out these social media platforms is equally like being on a treadmill. It's maybe not learning to code. It's maybe not learning a, like 1% of PHP so you can figure out how to like, you know, get exactly the right thing you want on WordPress. But All of these things are complex. They require mental overhead. And it really is just a matter of figuring out which one you would prefer and what's sort of important to you. But in a similar way, I think you can see the modern sort of version of ArtStation is in similar trouble. It's having difficulty figuring out whose sort of allegiance it really should follow in terms of users. It can't really pass the AI sort of debate and and situation well, from my opinion, it's having real trouble figuring that out. And a big part of that, I think, is because it got purchased by Epic. And I don't know why Epic bought ArtStation. It seems like there is a lot of marketplace integration that they're trying to get with Unreal Engine. Who knows? But this often happens, right? This is just the reality. It's like, it's not really worth worrying about. And I see people posting on all these social media platforms like, oh, I'm not getting any engagement. You know, I've got like 300,000 followers and, uh, you know, like I, I'm, I'm only reaching like 10,000 of them. And then, you know, only a few people are liking my stuff. And I think like that's all you have to know, right, is these platforms are there and when you can help them build and you can help them get engagement and you can help them create content that they can feed ads to people, then everyone's friends. And when they're not, they don't care about you, right? Because, you know, these algorithms are designed to make money for the company. So all that stuff is like pretty simple, right? Um, I think the key is that 
I don't like complaining about that stuff. I don't like worrying about that stuff. I, I just want to figure out what works and what is the best way to kind of either A, put energy in so that I know it's going to give me, you know, the best result over time or, you know, just to engage in whatever platforms I actually like, right? And uh, again, what I want to do is explain how I think, you know, the website kind of plays into that. But obviously, I think it's important to, you know, just sort of cross through that little sort of door and understand that although these platforms are good, they're not necessarily ever going to look out for you at all in any way, shape or form. Obviously, the simplest way to sum all of that up is just through understanding the simple business mechanics involved. If we, if, if we look at this from first principles, you can see that if you are engaging in one of these closed systems, you are essentially the product that is being sold to advertisers. It doesn't matter whether you're being a consumer or a creator on these platforms. Essentially, you are just there to create stuff for that company to sell ads on top of, and that's the business model. You're never going to be considered a customer there, really. You're never going to be given preference. There's not a support number you can call to say, hey, can you help me with this? One of the reasons I actually like doing stuff on YouTube is they're, they're a little bit sort of in the middle there. They do take care of the creators a, a little bit better. Um, and, you know, I think that's sort of an important thing. It's possible a lot of this will change. And that has been some of the sort of hype that was surrounding Web3 and the whole idea of decentralized, um, you know, blockchain enabled sort of um, social media platforms and, and all that kind of stuff that that seems to kind of die down the hype has worn off that one but <laughs> significantly but uh, you know I think it is possible that there will be more of that in the future and you can see social media platforms at the moment are starting to kind of say like look we have to pay creators to you know sort of stay in the game let's say but still you're fundamentally the product whereas if you compare that to you know where oh it's annoying because you have to put effort into building it and maintaining a website you have to pay for hosting. You have to pay for the domain. Yes, that sucks, but it means you are a customer. It means you have recourse. It means you have control. And that fundamentally is just the simple difference. In one situation, you are the product and you are not the customer and no one cares about you really. Uh, they only care that you are following the rules, following the algorithm, creating the stuff that people want to see at that particular time. And the other case, like, yes, you have to pay, but you are the customer and you have control and you have freedom and you can kind of make that thing whatever you want. All right. So while it might be good to, you know, metaphorically retreat to a cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere, have your liberty, your self-sovereignty, your decentralized utopian um, ideals, the reality is that a lot of these social systems, um, these give you a big opportunity for viral engagement, for, you know, basically having a lot of people see your stuff if you create something really good, right? Often it, it is shared around. And I think that's really valuable. So, you know, the way I kind of view this is just to understand that there is like a system of presence that we sort of have on the internet or everywhere else as an artist. And it's something you kind of need to cultivate. And I guess the real point here is that I still think a website is the best thing to kind of have at the center of it. It doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be the biggest thing at the center. It can be very small, but I think there's immense value for a number of reasons that I'll kind of talk about to make this something that you do have and you do maintain it and you do really put a little bit of effort into it. 
and I think it can help on many, many fronts. And I think that way, if you put a lot of effort into, you know, your chosen social media platform and it's really working for you, I think having some leverage and an understanding that, you know, you can say no to that agreement if you want, right? Some of these sort of systems become very abusive. It's almost like an abusive relationship with some of these social media things if you're kind of putting a lot of effort into it. And then it's like not working for you anymore, or you don't like it, or you don't like something the company's doing, like you don't really have much freedom. So it's uh, more about, you know, again, understanding that as, you know, systems fade in and other ones come out, you always have a website there in the middle that you can kind of send people to. And I think that's a really, really important thing to understand. Now, obviously, everyone's system, I think, will be different. You will enjoy different platforms better. You'll understand them. You'll naturally have a creative flair that works somewhere versus somewhere else. And I think that's totally valid. And who knows what the next thing will be. But again, I think always having a website there is a really, really solid part of any sort of uh, online presence system. Now, if you're wondering like what I mean by a website, it really is just a place that is not part of any other centralized platform where people can view your work and they can link it up with your name. It's that simple. I think the really the most basic version of the website that I'm always sort of teaching people as students is just it's yourname.com or yournameart.com or whatever you can get that is just your name so people know it's you. All you need is an about section that's like, hey, this is me. This is, you know, you share as much or as little information about you as you're comfortable with. Some people don't like putting photos of themselves on the internet. That's fine. Like whatever you want. It's, but you know, literally a paragraph of text, a photo of you or, you know, something you like, your cat or your dog or your garden or, you know, something you like or whatever. It could just be a bit of art, right? Like whatever you want, paragraph of text. And then just at minimum, I would say, you know, five to 10 pieces of your best art. That's it. And the goal is just to graphically represent those things, make it very easy for people to see them. There's a huge, infinite variety of ways you could visually frame that information. And I think those things change and get better over time as, you know, more advanced sort of visual tools become available to very basic software platforms, right? So if we're thinking about like a WordPress installation or using Squarespace or Wix or one of these other um, website builders, again, as they get better, um, you know, it's much easier to make that simple collection of, oh, it's an about page and a simple gallery. You can make that look really good, right? So over the years, I found it's much easier to be like, oh, now you click this button and that thing looks a lot better. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, it was a little bit simpler. So this will improve over time. It's not something that you have to really sort of put a lot of effort into. All you have to really do, I would say, is make sure that when people hit your main page of your website, they see your name. Uh, so they know oh, I'm in the right spot. And secondly, they see some piece of your art. So they know like, oh, okay, yes, I'm looking at artists. That's kind of what it is. I understand I'm sort of in the right spot. And then you just make sure that it's the, the minimum amount of clicks that they can then see a good representation of your sort of chosen folio, right? Again, five to 10 pieces of art. That's it. Now, you can expand upon that if you want. And I think, you know, there's a variety of reasons that you might want to do that. But really, it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. On the technical side, again, there's a lot of really easy ways to do this. You can just go with those simple website builders like Squarespace. 
Um, WordPress is, I think, um, a lot easier to use than it has been. A lot of those things have caught up to Squarespace in terms of just being able to drag and drop and change colors. You don't really need to do any coding at all now to use these things, not even to install them. Often, if you get a hosting platform that supports WordPress, it's really just a matter of like click, click, click. You can follow a tutorial online. It's pretty simple, right? If you're doing digital art or you understand how to use sort of these software programs, it, it's not that much different. Certainly might be a challenge for, for some of you, but again, you know, I think most people will be able to handle to do either of these things. The, the only sort of upgrade I'd say to that that I think can be a little bit more technical, but I think is very much worth it, is to make sure that you register your domain name sort of separately with its own domain, simply because if you often the easiest thing is to just sign up for one of these website builders and then you register your domain through that company. I think I'm always just wary of that um, just from being around the internet for so long. I think it's a lot easier to then swap and trans, like it's very complicated to transfer a domain name. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's just a little bit easier to kind of do that work up front. And that means you've always got your domain name separate from the website builder company, hosting platform, etc. And that way, if you need to change them around, I know this sounds complicated, but trust me, it's a lot easier to do it that way than try and figure out how to kind of disentangle those things and transfer the domains and then swap over to somewhere else and hook them back up. Um, just from my experience, again, that's just for what it's worth, a little tip. But yeah, at the bottom line is really simple, right? 10 images, one paragraph about me and you're done. Okay, so if you're still listening at this point, I guess hopefully I've made the case for why I think this is important. But what I really want to do is sort of get to the crux of this, which is talk about, again, why is this going to be, I think, more important going forward? Because I think often these websites are viewed as like a legacy thing. Like, oh, do you still have a website? I think there's a couple of really, really key reasons why I think this is going to be super important going forward. Firstly, I think that it is always good that if someone searches your name, they can find your website. And I think that if you just set this up, it's yourname.com. It's really easy for someone to see who you are. Now, this has been one of the things that I think has been important. And I've kind of talked about it to students and people in the past is like, look, when someone's looking to hire you for work, often if they can just see a website and it's got your name and then they see your photo on it and then they see, oh, here's your Instagram profile and that's got your photo on it as well. And it's the same name and the same work they're a little bit more likely to be like, this is a real person. And I've sort of joked about this idea that like, look, they know you're a real person. They know you're not a fake person, you know, who's kind of stealing other people's work. I think that with the advent of all this AI nonsense that's happening, especially with sort of images, I think that's going to be more important. There's going to be a real risk of people, you know, just hiring based on a single point of confirmation of who someone is. Like, is this a real person? Um, you know, can I actually talk to them? Is it, 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 It's going to be possible for a lot of automated systems and bots to basically just create artists on the internet, right? And I think a lot of people are going to be trying to do that. And there's going to be systems that are going to try and fight that and take it down. Who knows, right? I mean, this is, again, just sort of contemplating the reasons for why this may or may not be valuable. But I think that having multiple points that are difficult to set up is going to be valuable going forward. So the fact that someone can search your name, the fact that 
they know this is a website, that website cost money to set up, means it's less likely that it's some infinitely created bot, right? Um, as a slight side note, I think this is also a reason why it's going to be more valuable for artists to start putting up their work earlier. Because the earlier you have a good representation of your work and you can maybe see that like even if you have a profile on ArtStation or Instagram or your website where like you put up work and it sucks, um, I think that's going to be a really good way to prove you're real. If you can show the history of like, look, here's my development, right? Um, you know, I've been doing this for five years and, you know, look, the, the beginning I sucked and now I, you know, am a little bit better. And like 10 years later, it's like, look at me, you know, I'm this person. Um, again, if you're trying to compete against, uh, you know, sort of bots and AI spam, that might actually be really useful. Just a little sort of thing to consider there. But this has always been the concern for me that you do need a website because it allows you to, you know, appear a little bit more professional to some people who are really going to value that. But also, again, just a fundamental key that I think has been really valuable is people being able to know like, oh, okay, this is a real person. Yes, they have a website. This is the right email to contact them on. It's not someone else's making a fake account on a social media platform, etc. If people can see like, oh, you've got an ArtStation account, an Instagram account, you have a website, they've all got the same photo, the same name, the same art, the same email address. That means it's a lot easier. You're much more likely to be a real person. Now, you know, is that a concern? I think it is a concern for people who are hiring to know, like, who are they going to email out of the blue, especially if those are your first few jobs. So, you know, I think that's just something to consider. There's a lot of these reasons, and, and these are the main ones that I think are going to be relevant. But again, going forward, it might be even more important to have a website, even though it seems like a real legacy thing, because in the future, what I think will be important to prove that you're real is some kind of effort, um, some kind of thing where, yeah, you are paying money for a hosting platform. Yes, it did take you a while to set this up. And, you know, yes, it is obvious that you wrote something, you know, you're not just kind of typing out a bunch of emojis as your profile, right? Um, you know, it's like whatever takes more effort, I think, is going to be seen as valuable and, and less kind of just part of this deluge of industrial art sludge AI garbage that I think is just going to flood the world very soon. And I think it's going to be it's the number one thing that people aren't thinking about with AI is just the amount of random spam content that's going to be created for absolutely everything on the planet and the difficulty people are going to have trying to sift through it which is the problem we've had so far, trying to sift through the internet as it is, right? When it's just trying to find stuff that is better versus stuff that's worse. Trying to find something that's real versus something that's fake is, you know, hopefully still going to be something that's important. And the more you can do to combat that going forward, I think the better. So let's reframe this question. Do we need a website right now as artists? I would say if you have one, yes, keep it. Obviously, I think going forward, it will be even more valuable. If you don't have one, yes, I think it's well worth setting up. I think that it's very likely that these things will become more and more important as time goes on, not less important. And I think that that's something that I didn't really consider probably five years ago, my opinion of this has really changed. It did seem for a long time like, hey, why would you need anything else besides an ArtStation account? That's all you need. 
but I always kind of talked about a website as being something that was like, look, it's kind of good for, you know, this kind of little reason, right? It's really good to have this for, you know, just in case. But I think going forward, I'm really starting to think that it's going to be vital. It's going to be really important to have this as a major kind of part because you have to consider not just now, but again, in 20 years, in 30 years, where do you want to be? Where do you want your art to be seen? A website will evolve. The internet will evolve. And what is possible for you to create very easily with your own website, I think will improve as time goes on. That's another thing that I think is a big misconception here is that it became very easy to put up stuff on the internet on a platform such as ArtStation, such as Instagram. And it's like, look, I only have to do the stuff that's fun that I like. Well, if you've just been playing in that arena, you don't realize is that, you know, things like WordPress or um, Squarespace have become a lot easier. It's a lot easier to create stuff that is often a lot more visually engaging. And again, has your art front and center. It doesn't have a whole bunch of other stuff. It's really all about you. And, you know, I've known a lot of people who have kind of said this in the past. They're like, why would you use ArtStation? Because, you know, someone sends me a folio. This was someone who's, again, very, very, you know, experienced, um, advanced artist who, you know, potentially hires people. And they're like, I don't know why people send me ArtStation links because then I go and look at their art and then it shows me other artists next to them. And it's just ridiculous that you're, you know, in this system that's not actually there for you and to promote your work and to define your style. And I think an art like an art website can be a really good way to kind of put that stamp on your artistic style so that when someone comes there, they're really realize they're like, oh, okay, I get who you are. They're not kind of thinking about the other things that they think when they're going to that website. So it can be a good way for you to actually extend, you know, who you are as an artist online. And I think as we go forward, again, don't think in the next year, think in the next 10 years, in the next 20 years, in the next 30 years. I really think having some way to control that experience is going to be important. And at the very least, it's worth it as a hedge. Uh, as long as you're on the domain name, you've got that domain, then, you know, you can change the website as time goes on. But it'll always be yours. And certainly what I'd say from my experience, I've been surprised how useful and easy it has been to have that just exist over the years. And as the titans rise and fall and these platforms come and go, my website is still there doing the same thing that I've needed it to do since the first time I set it up. All right, before we go, let's see if we can build some takeaways here and sort of look at, you know, what can you actually do and how can we kind of frame this information and, you know, make it a little bit more actionable. If we look at this from an analytical point of view, and again, I'm just framing this from the positive sense of like, why do we need a website? I think that a website is a place for you to grow. It's a place for you to develop your artistic vision and who you are as an artist online. You can start now, even if you don't think you're art is worthy of having a gallery, right? It's a way to record and let people see who you are. It's very frequent that people are like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm this artist and they send me an email and I'm like, do you have a website? Can I see, you know, can I, can I get a feel for like who, who you are and what you want to do? And it's, you know, they don't. I think it's really worthwhile. It's important to do this because it sort of allows you to frame yourself as well as an artist who's like legitimate, right? Like 
own the work that you create and put it out there and be proud of it. You don't have to get to any particular level to do this. It's just a matter of sharing who you are with the world. Now, I think it takes effort to make a website, but there's two things here that I think are really important to analytically understand. The first is I think the fact that it does take effort is going to be valuable in the future because it's harder for bots to create a trillion, you know, paid WordPress sites or paid Squarespace sites because it's going to cost, you know, more than a trillion dollars. So there's a barrier to entry there that I think is important going forward. And I think in general, you know, for all these other reasons, it should be obvious that that says you're kind of serious, that you care about your work, you value your work to a certain degree. Again, these things don't have to be that expensive. You can get them very, very cheap. Um, and, you know, you can do a lot of this stuff on your own. The other thing to consider is that Although a lot of these other social media platforms seem like they're easy, they're often easy to get into. And it seems easy when you see people who are doing really well on them because a big part of, I think, often what works is to feel like, oh, these posts are kind of effortless. Like, oh, look at this thing I put together. As someone who creates videos for YouTube, it's very obvious to me that most people who are you know, doing quite well on, you know, Instagram, TikTok or whatever, putting a lot of effort into it. And they're thinking about it. And as the algorithm changes, their whole perspective changes, they're trying to figure this out. These things are hard. They require effort as well. It's a different type of effort. And again, the barrier to entry is much lower. But, um, you know, I think the, the amount you need to kind of think about this and worry about it is pretty immense, right? When ArtStation comes out and says like, hey, we're doing this with AI and, you know, you got to think about it and be like, what does this mean? It's like, you know, that's serious work, right? A website, yes, takes time to put effort to, into building it. But once it's done, it just sits there, right? It just kind of works. And typically, again, if you pick a simple system, you know, these things don't get that hacked over time. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty sort of solid and reliable um, from my experience anyway. So yeah, worth understanding the way that effort plays in here, right? Um, nothing is free in this world, right? And certainly it does take effort to set up a website, but it takes effort to get good at any of these other things as well. It should also be pretty simple to understand that obviously a website is a place that you control. Now that may be more or less important to you. Some people are really keen on the idea of self-sovereignty, being able to you know, control their own thing, the idea of ownership, and some people get really annoyed at, you know, the way these social media platforms can, uh, you know, sort of control their life and they're taking all the money. You might not care, though, because, like, look, at the end of the day, the social media platform is providing a lot of value. It's a lot of benefit. It shares your work with a lot of people if you kind of do the right things and like, hey, you know, it's not that hard to figure them out. And it's kind of fun experience. And, you know, there's a lot of upside that comes with it. Right. And I think that's certainly true. But there's also the element of control for an artist that I think is maybe a little bit different where you are going to be able to actually brand the website as your own visual style. And if you kind of keep using these platforms, you kind of maybe forget how much they're kind of taking up mental and physical visual real estate with like their own UI and their own stuff and like flashing light. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Here's all the comments and here's all the stuff. You know, that stuff's all over our work, right? You know, sometimes you just want to be like, no, no, here's the work, right? It doesn't have any stupid stuff on it, right? I have control of this. And it's really simple, but I think it's really important that when you have your website, you can kind of make it look how you want. 
You don't have to have anyone's stupid logos or comments or likes or things on it. You can just have a place for people to appreciate your work. All right. If you look at the simple bro version of this, again, I think it's pretty simple. It's like, yeah, bro, you need a website. You don't want Mark Zuckerberg's next stupid idea to completely upend your freaking world and make you lose sleep at night. Okay. What about actual, you know, what do we do? What's, what's an actual takeaway? Um, the first thing I'd say, I've got three points here that I think are really important in terms of, in terms of, okay, what do we go about? What do we go away and do? Um, and this is mostly if you kind of don't have a website, right? But you know, maybe you want to redesign it. Maybe you want to put some more effort into it. Who knows? The first thing is like, do it early. Even if you're not quite sure, like, oh, do I need a website yet? Do I want one or whatever? If you're a student, if you're a hobbyist, just set one up, just play around with it. Because there's a couple of reasons for this. Firstly, you can just experiment and take it at your own pace. You're not going to be freaking out and trying to, you know, get it for some deadline. If you are a, a student or someone who's potentially wanting to get work at some point, you never know when someone else is going to come knocking and say, hey, I need a real junior level intro artist to just do these things. Can you send me a folio? And if you have a folio to send, even if it's not that great, you are not there as the best judge of whether or not your work is good, right? That's for them to judge. And what you need is a way to easily send people a link to your work. And I think that a website is a really good way to do that. It's just clear, concise. So the earlier you have that, the better. Also, this helps with basic search ranking. If you set up a website and it has your name on it, some art, right? And, you know, it sits there for two or three years. Like, yes, you got to pay for the hosting. Yes, like maybe it was there before you needed it. But, you know, Google knows it's there and it's going to be very easy for people to search your name and find the website, right? Later on, when you come and put more stuff on it, um, I think the earlier you've set it up, the better from a search perspective. Again, who knows? And this stuff changes as well. It's a giant sort of, um, you know, shell game of nonsense, but, uh, you know, that's sort of for, for what it's worth, the earlier, the better. It allows you to play around with it, experiment, you know, try and dial it in, get it how you want. And, and also just, you know, uh, try and have fun with the design process. Secondly, I'd say we are probably quite good with the pencil as artists. And I really recommend just sketching out old school, a pencil design of how you want your website to look. I think this is a really good way to actually frame it. Just draw out what you want, where you kind of want it, and you know, then try and find something that looks similar if you're looking for templates, something easy that's going to fit that, or at least if you do need to kind of build some version of that, if you have drag and drop builders, you kind of know, oh, I just need this page, which is like the about me, and this is the gallery, and I want a big image here, and I want this button here, and like how it links to my social media down there. Whatever it is, right? Just like draw it out. It's a really good sort of thing to do. And I think often we take for granted that we're artists and we can do this stuff. You know, this is what a lot of other people are too scared to do because they, you know, not comfortable picking up a pencil and sort of putting it to paper. Thirdly, again, it should be obvious, but there's lots of good tutorials on this. Uh, if you haven't sort of checked it out, there is a whole section on YouTube on like how to install WordPress, how to do it from scratch, you know, start to finish. These things are updated all the time. There's a huge number of people who are like on this every single update that happens. They'll tell you what it's about, how to install it. Same thing for Squarespace, same thing for any of these other web builders. If there's something you want here, they're going to they're gonna give you an affiliate code, right? They're going to want you to sign up with their code. They're going to show you exactly how to do it step by step. Super easy. Um, again, you know, hopefully that should be obvious. But again, these things aren't that hard if you really kind of just put a little bit of time into learning the basics. All right. If you look at this from a spiritual point of view, and that may be a... <laughs> 
that may be a reach, right? It's like, what can we spiritually say or philosophically say about making a website? Well, I have something for you. I think that there's something about viewing this as an act of creation that I think is important. A lot of the way that we're trained these days as artists, as individuals, is to use these platforms. And I think it blocks us to a lot of the possibility that can happen and how easy it now is to create things from scratch. We're not even really creating them from scratch, but just the level of control that you get and the ability you have as a creator to make whatever you want make it exactly what you need it to be, to put your soul, to put your vision into it. I think a lot of this stuff has become so ridiculously easy over the years. If you compare how easy it is for someone to make a website that looks amazing right now, and not just like amazing versus like what you know I was creating in 2000, because obviously like, yeah, it's a lot easier to create something amazing but like that actually probably looks better than most of these social platforms now, right? That, that you know, that you'd be surprised how good these web builders are, right? Well, you can just plug into WordPress and be like, wow, that's actually really cool. You can kind of do whatever you want. You know, most of the web is built on Squarespace. So you look around all these crazy websites, like that's all, it's all WordPress really. Um, half, of the, probably half of the rest of it is Squarespace. So, you know, like I think it's important to understand that you have the power to create stuff. You have the power to create whatever you want. You don't need these gatekeepers and these silly people, the Mark Zuckerbergs and all these other clowns to kind of say like, hey, here's the window you need to go through, right? That's not how reality is, but that is the reality we're presented. And it's so important as an artist and a creative to just get out of your head that you need to build on these small foundations that are sort of designed to corral you into particular shapes. Create what you want and really think deeply about what you want to say with your art, how you want to present it, and the fact that you can control it should teach you about the act of creation unto itself. That it is challenging, but the less kind of you know shape you have, the more you understand what is possible. And a big part of being a creative is understanding that everything around you is created. All these websites you see are created by people. It's very easy for you to do the same thing. Once that switch turns in your head and you take ownership for the things you're making, it can make you into a better artist and it can give you opportunities and ideas for how you can create other things on your own, maybe doing a Kickstarter, maybe making your own book. It becomes easy to see that this is how everything is done and it is possible and you can do it. Anyway, I think that's all we got time for on this one. Just a short video on websites, my thoughts. I think this is an important thing. People often ask me about this, so I thought it's worthwhile making a video, but let me know what you thought of it down in the comments below. Got any comments or follow-ups you'd like me to make? Be really keen to hear what you think about this. Leave me a like, subscribe on YouTube, or leave a review on podcast platforms. All of these platforms and algorithms really like that. So that's what they get us to say on these videos, which is, again, a good example of how the structure that we work in defines the content that we make. Uh, anyway, but no, I am genuinely interested in hearing what you have to say in the comments below. I'll see you down there and we'll catch you in the next one.